Hello and welcome to another episode of Secondhand Stories. This is a place where I tell you stories. What kind? Well, histories, mysteries and unbelievistries. I guess today's story falls into all three buckets. It's a very fascinating story and it kind of begins like this. Our story is set in Japan where recently the Prime Minister of Japan, uh, Fumio Kishida, he was asked a very odd question by reporters. He had just moved into the Prime Minister's residence and that's when the reporters had asked him this. They asked him if he had had a good night's sleep in the house. The reason they asked him this was because there were rumours that the building was haunted. The previous two Prime Ministers hadn't even lived in the house. The house had been empty for nine years. And these rumours had started with good reason. Because this house has been dogged by death, murder and misfortune. This is the story of that house. The Prime Minister's residence in Japan, uh, or as it's called in Japanese, the Sori Kotei, is a 55,000 square feet, two-story building with 11 bedrooms. It's an imposing structure with, uh, which is red in color and it's built in this Art Deco style. Now, the inspiration for this building was a hotel in Tokyo called the Imperial Hotel which was built by the legendary architect Frank Lloyd Wright. Now, the inspiration for this building was itself ill-fated. Or as we call it in Hindi, Manhus. Because this hotel opened on 1st September 1923. That was the very day that Tokyo was hit by a massive earthquake which leveled the city. Tens of thousands of people died and even this hotel suffered structural damage, but it survived and it ended up becoming the inspiration for the Prime Minister's residence, which opened in 1929. Then, three years later, in 1932, the first major tragedy took place within its walls. 1932 was a very sensitive time in Japanese history. It was a strange time because around that time, the Japanese government had lost control over the Imperial Japanese Army. The army, against the wishes of the government, had gone and invaded China in an incident that became known as the Manchurian Incident. It was right after these transgressions that Japan elected a new prime minister. His name was Suyoshi Inukai. And Suyoshi Inukai realized very early on that the deck was stacked against him. His party didn't have a majority, the cabinet had infighting and the military was already out of his control. In fact, one elder statesman told Suyoshi that he was more or less like a fly trapped in a spider's web. And if he knew what was good for him, he shouldn't try to disrupt things. But Suyoshi didn't listen. In fact, he implemented some economic reforms and also tried to rein in the military. These decisions proved to be fatal because there was dissent forming. A group of people had come together who were in opposition to the government. They dramatically called themselves the League of Blood, which is a very DC Comics name to give yourself. The League of Blood forms, but and these guys aren't fictional. They're real and they're very dangerous. In fact, they start carrying out terrorist acts in a bid to destabilize the country. 
they end up killing two people a former finance minister and a head of a company then things get much worse when they contact the navy and there they find people who are sympathetic to their cause so now you have this cocktail of people some from the ultra nationalistic league of blood and the others young cadets from the navy these people believe that the way forward for japan is without this government and they decide to assassinate the prime minister and that's how on 15th may 1932 11 navy officers barge into the residence of the prime minister now you can imagine the confusion and shock that the prime minister felt when they drew their weapons on him it's reported that suyoshi inukai's last words were if we could talk you would understand to which his killers replied dialogue is useless and then they shot him he was assassinated in his own house now there is a curious detail to this story because on 15th may 1932 suyoshi inukai wasn't the only person who was supposed to be executed there was one more man on the list he happened to be a world famous comedian a global superstar called charlie chaplin charlie chaplin in 1932 happened to be touring the world promoting his new movie city lights that's how in the may of 1932 he found himself in japan as a guest of the prime minister the league of blood and the navy supporters in it decided that they would want to execute uh, charlie chaplin because they felt that by killing him they would get the us to retaliate which was pretty stupid as charlie chaplin pointed out later that he wasn't even a us citizen he was british but they decide to go through with it and the only reason chaplin escapes is because that day he and the prime minister's son had gone to watch a sumo wrestling match it was at the match that they got news of the assassination later chaplin goes to the prime minister's residence to pay his respects he stands there for an unnaturally long amount of time with his head bowed and then as he is leaving he remarks he says this thing he says that the security at the prime minister's residence is weak there could be another incident and he did not know how prophetic his words were about to prove because in 1936 a mere four years after this incident the prime minister's residence is hit by another military coup the prime minister who was living there was a man called kaisuke okada and like inukai even he had inherited an army that was unstable there was a faction within it that had started believing that the way forward for japan was to eliminate the government and return japan into the hands of the emperor the army rises up and they plot the assassination of the prime minister and they execute this on 26th february 1936 that's when 280 army cadets they surround the prime minister's residence and they force the gates open they enter the place and they're met by stiff resistance from a mere four policemen unfortunately the policemen are gunned down but the sacrifice doesn't go in vain because hearing the gunfire alerts 
the prime minister to the coup at that point in time he happened to be with his brother in law who was colonel denzo matsuo they scramble and the prime minister hides in a closet now in an odd coincidence colonel denzo matsuo happened to bear a striking resemblance to his brother in law the prime minister okada and when the rebels burst through they see him capture him and kill him then they compare his wounded face to a photograph of the prime minister and they're convinced that they've got their man amazingly the prime minister manages to escape a day later but the fact that he's alive is kept a secret from the rebels until the rebellion is squashed unsurprisingly a few days after that he resigns if you go to the prime minister's house you can still find bullet holes from these insurrections you can also find the ghosts it's the ghosts from these two rebellions that are said to haunt the walls of the prime minister's house from 1936 onwards prime ministers have allegedly said that they saw ghostly apparitions wearing military outfits in the grounds of the house some prime ministers have said that they heard boots and footsteps when there was no one around in fact one prime minister called yoshiro mori he claimed to have seen a ghostly apparition but just a part of it the part he saw were the legs the bad luck that this house had it continues in 1992 the then president of united states george h w bush who was the father of george w bush was visiting japan and a dinner was thrown in his honor in the grand halls of the house he's at dinner when suddenly and mysteriously he's taken ill he vomits and then he passes out he falls into the lap of the japanese prime minister who cradles him as chaos ensues because this whole incident was being broadcast live to millions of people in fact it inspires a japanese word for throwing up it's called bushu suru which means doing the bush thing fortunately the president recovers and he has a great sense of humor because as he recovers he looks at the japanese prime minister and he tells him you know what just roll me under the table so i can recover while you finish dinner in the 1990s another uh, former prime minister's wife yasuko hata she wrote a memoir where she spoke about her time in the house and she says that it felt very strange it felt like there were chills running through the building and it felt like there was something that was always surrounding your chest it was an atmosphere that was very odd she calls an acquaintance in to cleanse the place right and this woman tells her that the house is teeming with ghosts in 2005 the house is renovated and even then there are reports that they did another exorcism but it doesn't help the bad luck continues in 2006 shinzo abe is elected prime minister of japan now shinzo abe over the course of two terms would end up becoming the longest serving prime minister of japan but his first term goes pretty badly he's elected he moves into the house <clears throat> and within one year he's forced to resign because of illness and then in a bizarre turn of events the next five prime ministers who succeed him each last only one year and of course this is blamed on the demon house 
and it's bad vibes. Finally, in 2012, Shinzo Abe is re-elected. And this time, he refuses to set foot in that house. He staunchly and publicly refuses. And he ends up serving Japan for the next eight years. His successor, a man called Yoshihide Suga, even this guy refuses to go back to the house. In fact, he refuses even though there is mounting political pressure. Because by now, even the opposition parties have heard of the ghost story. And they start grilling the Prime Minister about it. They tell him, wouldn't it be easier for you to reach your office in case of an emergency if you were living in the house? They ask him why taxpayers have to pay 1.5 million US dollars for the upkeep of a house in which nobody stays. And despite it all, Suga refuses to go anywhere near that house. It was only in October 2021 when Fumio Kishida is elected that he decides that he wants to move into the house. And that's when the house gets a new resident. And that's also how the reporters found themselves asking him whether he had a good night's sleep in the house. His reply? He slept well. They then ask him, did you see any ghosts? And he smiles and he says, not yet. So that's a little bit of Japanese history via ghosts, which I think is fitting because ghosts, if nothing else, are just history that refuses to stay dead. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, then please leave a like and a comment. If there are other stories you'd like me to cover, also leave them in the comments below. This story, in fact, was suggested to me by a guy called M. Scouser on uh, Instagram. So thank you to you. And if you have other stories, do uh, write it in to any of the social medias that you can see somewhere on the screen. Uh, as usual, this episode is brought to you by my career. If you would like to support my career, please check the description of this video. You will find links to shows and things that I'm doing. And uh, do come for those. Until next time, bye-bye.